0: Right now, we have a top headlines to get to in Connecticut. That's right. This morning, we are joined uh, with our favorite reporter from WFSB out of Hartford, Connecticut, Roger Susannan. And, you know, I shouldn't say that, Roger, but, you know, we can't help it.
1: <laughs> it's true. It's true, Jessica. And we all know, don't worry. I won't tell all those.
0: Okay, don't tell anybody I said that.
1: Don't tell anybody I said this, but you're my favorite (laughs) local live anchor. So just we're on the same page.
0: Okay, so we're getting a little different background behind you today. I see you are out and about checking out Connecticut. What is happening?
1: Yes, I am a man of the people. I'm out on the streets of Connecticut. No, I have uh, been very busy this week in a very fun way. This week is really the major week where Connecticut schools... Are going back to school. So we have been going to different towns and cities and districts all across this beautiful state and telling back to school stories. And where I am this morning, Jessica, I'm in the lovely town known as New Britain. And New Britain has something very interesting going on. They are calling today. You're ready for this? I hope your brain doesn't explode. Yeah, I'm ready. Second first day of school. So this is day two of the first day of school. And you're like, what's what? cute? No, that's cute. Oh. They have, they have this new thing in place. And so New Britain is a, a pretty big town, a small city. They have one of the largest uh, high schools in the entire state. But what they decided to do this year, because I don't know if you're like me, you know, your first day of high school is hard enough. You're a freshman. You're you know, looking all over the place saying, <laughs> what in the world? Where, where's my locker? Where are my classes? So what they did is they took all the students that are freshmen at the high school, and they also took every single sixth grader at all the different middle schools because they okay. were going to a new school as well. And they had them go back to school yesterday, and then today, all the older kids came back. So the what idea a is nice that,
0: gesture!
1: Yeah, so it's a smart, it's a simple little I twist. Love that. And the students that we talked with yesterday about this, the freshmen, they loved it because they admitted they were like, "Look, first day of school in a huge school can be a little bit overwhelming." So they were able to all be together, everybody in the same boat, kind of learn where their lockers were, learn where all the classrooms are. As one student joked with me, she said, you know, today we're all getting lost together and we don't have anybody kind of laughing at us and, you know, teasing us. So they did that at the high school and they did it at the middle school as well. And the teachers actually loved it as well. They said, this is a really nice idea. And I do think I was talking with the superintendent. I do think it's an idea that some other districts in Connecticut might explore as well, especially ones with larger schools that can be overwhelming. So kind of a nice positive thing. Early reviews on this are going uh, really well. So again, yes, New Britain celebrating their second
0: first day of school. Day two is the first day of school. That is very awesome. cool. That is so cool. I wonder, why, why are we just now thinking of this? <laughs> Can we go back years and years and years? Oh, my goodness. That's oh, great, you know, though. I was I was so happy talking with these students at Jessica, though, because they were so honest
1: with me and saying that they were a little, like, overwhelmed. Yeah. I definitely would have lied when I was in high school. I would have felt overwhelmed. But if I had some TV guy coming at me, oh, are you overwhelmed him? <laughs> no, you're kidding me. No way. No way. And then I would have been taking
0: like a leaf off camera. But, I, oh, yeah, this is easy. That's or, so funny. Uh, wow. I just that is such a great idea. That is that's, uh, you know, stories that happen in Connecticut. Yeah. Uh, they just trend across the nation sometimes, don't they? should definitely be one of those. That's That's we are here in Connecticut. That's really <laughs> cool. That is cool, cool, cool. All right. So what else you got going on? What are you covering today?
1: Uh, well, I don't know if I'll be covering this story uh, specifically, but I can tell you another big story that's happening here in Connecticut that really is impacting so many people across the country is this drought and these drought-like conditions oh, that we're experiencing. And we don't have it nearly as bad as some folks do who are probably watching this right now. So I don't want to complain too much. Yeah. But we are getting to the point here in Connecticut where public utility companies are asking us. To not just you know stop watering our lawns, but they're actually asking us to conserve water even for our personal use. They're asking us to cut our water consumption by up to 10%. Wow! And in some rural communities here in Connecticut, uh, there a lot of folks are concerned because they use wells for their water, and they don't have city water. And some folks that have wells, especially shallow wells, the wells smaller wells are actually running out of water for their own personal use. So we are out here in Connecticut just really hoping and really hoping for more and more rain. And it has not really come. We had a teeny tiny bit overnight, and you would think mm-hmm. people were parked. have never seen people so excited to have rain. Uh, but everybody here knows, boy, we need more of it, and hopefully we get it really soon. But again, Jessica, this is a story that is impacting so many of your viewers on local news live uh, because so many parts of the country just are desperate for water right now
0: definitely so yeah it is crazy so i'm curious what what are the temperatures like in connecticut right now so we yesterday we hit about
1: 90 degrees which again for us jessica still hot very hot um again i know some parts i, I know you are from texas right worked in mississippi where folks down there are saying 90 degrees that's you know yeah but you
0: know once you explained it to me Roger, because I'm going to be honest. When you said it's 90 degrees, we're dying over here. I was thinking,
1: oh, what? Well, but it because I used to live <laughs> in Arkansas and Tennessee, and particularly in Arkansas, I mean, I can remember some summers where basically every day was above 90. Degrees. Right. There were summers where every day was above 100 degrees. So it's really just
0: kind of what you're used to. Yeah, but and once you explained it, you know, I okay, I took a step back and realized, okay, <laughs> y'all aren't used to those hot temperatures. We're,
1: we're not soft here in Connecticut. We're just, you know, <laughs> we're just not used to it. Just the same way I know that, you know, when you were in Mississippi and Texas, if you even got into the 30s or 40s, you were probably all bundled up. Oh, while here, oh we were, we're shut right?
0: down. The whole town, if it was 30 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I didn't know uh, how well, to drive in 30-degree weather, we'll, Roger. We'll, we'll cooperate. But, you know,
1: that is the number one thing right now that... Uh, is a topic of conversation. If you go to WFSB.com, if you check out the Channel 3 app, which, of course, I encourage folks to do. Definitely. Talking about the weather and they're I don't want to say bugging, but they are contacting our meteorologist and saying, when are we going to get more rain? When are we going to get more rain? Uh, And there's not a whole lot in the forecast. So we are just, uh, like I said, hoping for more rain, but there's not a whole lot we can do about it. And yes, especially some rural parts of our states where folks have wells, You know, they're really out of luck in in, in some ways. So, you know, we're just like everybody else. There are so many people in the country hoping for more rain.
0: Yeah, definitely. So and you know, I was just talking about earlier. Um, okay, we're seeing drought conditions. California's talking about possibly a power, gra- a power grid hit because of the extreme heat. And then we're having some storms uh, that are canceling hundreds of flights. So the weather across our nation right now, and of course, you know, what's happening in the south, they had some flooding and then all the water crisis happening in Jackson, but it is just uh, a wild weather week that we're seeing.
1: It has been. And it there is really, you know, no story impacts people the way weather does. And I know sometimes people will will tease us and they'll say, oh, my goodness, you have to spend so much time talking about the weather. But the reason that we do that is there are no events that impact as many people in as wide a variety of ways as our weather and particularly. You know, people who are in our vulnerable communities. You know, with elderly people, people who are immunocompromised. You know, some of these situations. You mentioned the situation going on right now in Jackson, Mississippi. Like that is a true, you know, life and death emergency. And um, and I know, guess what? You've been saying uh, you've certainly been covering that story before, and that's been an issue for years. Yeah, Jackson, Mississippi. And I think a lot of people are just kind of learning about it now. I know, certainly, I'm learning more about it now. Um, but yeah, so certainly a wild week of weather. It's, I feel like the whole summer has kind of been a crazy, uh, we've seen crazy weather conditions here in Connecticut, but also around the country. And obviously we are a shoreline state, um, so we're, we're impacted, you know, our weather can change really, really quickly. The joke here, and I'm sure you hear this joke in other communities, but if you don't like the weather in Connecticut, wait five minutes, it might change. <laughs> uh, it's definitely keeping our meteorologists busy. We're keeping all of our um, reporters and photojournalists. I mean, I feel like some days we are uh, like weather chasers, you know, just continuing to react to whatever Mother Nature uh, throws our way.
0: And so I know, of course, you talk to your meteorologist. I know you're probably having conversations with him all the time in that first alert weather center when you don't have anything to do. But I'm curious, have you heard is the this type of weather that Connecticut has been seeing this summer and even right now, is this going to impact the beautiful colors for the fall?
1: You know, what I think, if I'm getting this right, and I encourage everyone to go to the Channel 3 app, but yeah. I think there's, the one thing that's been kind of bizarre is we have already seen some foliage, which is very early, oh. and I don't know, you know, why that is. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing about the foliage in New England, it's actually a, a part of our tourist economy. come you know, yeah. To New England, they call them leaf peepers. Just to see the beautiful fall foliage, we get a lot of beautiful fall foliage here in Connecticut, Vermont. It's probably an even bigger um, portion of their tourism. So that is a, a question. I don't know the answer to it, but the fact okay, that we're seeing you had heard. now, it's not uh, it's not typical.
0: Hmm. Pretty, you know. I was one of those. I don't. Did you say a leaf paper Is that what you a said? A leaf peeper. It's nothing dirty. <laughs> it's nobody. It's not leaves outside your house. <laughs> Looking in the
1: window, these leaf peepers, it's people that travel to actually go and enjoy beautiful fall. Food. And you know what they'll do, Jessica, a lot of times that they do like to do, they'll go up in a hot air balloon, uh freeze and they'll look down at the, uh, the beautiful fall. Food.
0: I want to do that. Do that. You come to Connecticut and leaf peep. Well, but back up. I was one of those. I'm in that category. I've done that before. You've done it? Yeah. Where did you go? Well, we traveled all through New England for, I don't know, a couple weeks. And we went to all these different cute little towns and saw all the beautiful views. And so I didn't know that I was underneath that category. I didn't know we had a title. (laughs) You are professional leaf people. How about that? I never jessica leaf peeper bowman yeah remember oh my gosh that would be so funny remember when i told you that i was so happy about mystic connecticut that's why i was in mystic because that was through our little journey mystic is one of the
1: prettiest towns not just in connecticut but really in all of new england i encourage uh, folks to make it up this way yes you know yes a lot of people want to check out boston it's a wonderful city check it out but you gotta stop by some of the smaller towns like Jessica did. That's why she's so wise. Yes. Mystic Connecticut is a great place to start. And I think we're talking about this, Jessica. If you're planning a trip for right now, Mystic is celebrating the a big anniversary. I know. I come wanna come. For, they're having they're having celebrations all through October. So come on out to, to
0: Mystic Connecticut and I can promise you you will not have a, a bad time. Uh, I'm just I'm ready. I really I mean, it's just so beautiful. And so the word the foliage <laughs> I cannot say that word, Roger Zaneen. Foliage, yes, foliage. Foliage. I've had, I've always had such trouble with that word, but foliage, foliage. How do you say it? Well, I don't. Well, I'm trying to say it correctly, but it (laughs) just comes out foliage.
1: I I say like, if I say community too quickly, I'll say like community, community. Community. (laughs) am Rory. Slow down, I can do it, but like Rory, it just doesn't it doesn't work for me. Yeah, so, yeah, gotta, I'm not I'm not way like with the leaves.
0: Do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but regardless, I was gonna say, man, I, I can't wait till it gets fall and we're able to speak with you, and you're gonna take us outside and just show us the beauty of yep. Connecticut. I can't wait. Okay, another big story. We'll get off. We'll get off the soapbox here. Um, but the other big story: Connecticut is putting a lot of money behind crime prevention. And you know, we talk about this. Uh, President Biden just this week uh, making a national address, talking about public safety, talking about gun violence. So now, Connecticut, they have a new layer to the whole story right so
1: what Connecticut has done is they've earmarked nearly three million bucks about 2.9 million dollars and they've taken this money and what they're going to do is they're not going to spend it on trying to track down criminals after the fact they're not going to try to do it on you know making sure police have the money that they need to solve crimes. so Mm -hmm. obviously that's very important but they want to take this chunk of money and use it on programs that they hope will actually prevent crime. So things that they're doing, they're going to different community organizations. They're going to social services, those kind of programs. They're paying for mental health clinicians to be able to talk with folks. And the idea there is hopefully they can identify some problems in communities, maybe within families, maybe within peer groups, and sort of identify problems and get those folks the help that they need before something escalates into gun issues. And one of the big things they're trying to do is they're really trying to go and uh, fund several different youth programs because the idea is if they can reach a lot of these uh, young boys and girls, primarily sadly boys, we see statistically it's more men committing these crimes, Mm -hmm. if we can keep these kids and get them involved in something positive early, maybe they'll be less likely to be involved in street life, whether that be gangs or drug activity. And so, you know, police are all for this. You know, obviously police uh, in Connecticut and elsewhere say, look, we need the funding to do our job correctly. But they also love when there's additional money spent on social service programs, on mental health programs. So this was sort of the the governor of Connecticut, you know, when he did his last budget, he was passionate about, yes, we need enough money for law enforcement, but then we also need additional funding, uh, hopefully to prevent crimes and particularly gun crime. So, mm-hmm. This is sort of um, a new era in Connecticut. We've never seen this level of spending on this in the past. Mm-hmm. So, certain folks have been talking about it, and, and most people are are in favor of this. Other people are saying, "Look, two point nine million is a lot of money to spend, so we need to see some results." So, people are going to be paying very close attention to see if the crime stats in Connecticut, particularly the gun crime stats, drop. So, when does this? That-
0: when does uh, kind of the money and the programs and all this? When does this all kind of roll out? The- they're already starting to roll it out yeah. right
1: now, and so they're identifying the programs are right now. They're figuring out which programs are going to get the money. Uh, they're going through the, that process. Some of this money is going to be doled out with state grants, but it should be by the end of the year. These organizations should have some funding in their coffers and should hopefully be able to make a difference.
0: That is uh, pretty interesting to note there. So of course, I know WFSB will be following along with it because uh, again, happening all across the state. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna keep our eye and uh, you're gonna have to fill us in uh, throughout the end of the year. Let us know how that's working out. Pretty yeah, cool program. Yeah, that's the
1: great thing. We know that this is a story that our viewers are talking about right now, that they're mm-hmm. passionate about. And so because of that, you know, the, the viewers, their attention and, you know, they kind of tell us which way to go. And so when we see that, hey, folks are passionate about this issue, then that's certainly going to drive our content and we're going to stay on top of it for sure. And also because I know you're interested, Jessica, and there's nothing that we want to do. We need to keep the local news live viewers happy. And that starts with keeping Jessica Bowman happy for
0: sure. <laughs> Jessica, um, leaf peeper Bowman happy. Let's get it right, Roger. Okay, so we have to end on always something fun, something positive, um, which of course positive news continues throughout the day. But uh, WFSB has a little, um, they have a little weigh-in going on, all about the teachers as they are headed back to the classroom. So what's happening here?
1: This is awesome, Jessica. So this is our teacher wish list program. And so what we do is we reach out to teachers in Connecticut and we say, listen, Send us the supplies that you need to stock your dream classroom. Everything from the basics up to pie what you think of as pie in the sky. And we want you to submit (laughs) your list. And then what we do is we ask viewers, obviously here in Connecticut, but also nationwide, go to our website, WFSP.com. Or go to the Channel 3 app. Find these wish lists. And what people do, Jessica, it's so cool. They will... Literally go through the list and they'll say, You can see the teacher's name, and you can say, Okay, I see Miss Bowman's a second grade teacher at Local News Live Elementary. I am going to fulfill her classroom wish list. And people have been donating, and literally Aww. what they love about it is they love, you know, people love to give to charity and they love to help, but this is so cool because you actually see exactly where your money is going and you see the people that you are helping. And then, of course, what that means is if you're helping, Local teachers, you know you're helping local students, which is awesome. So we've had a great um, response this year, and we're keeping it moving forward because, again, this week in Connecticut, it's really our big back-to-school week. Uh, We have, I think, a few districts um, drag into next week, but most of them are starting this very week right
0: now. That is so cool, I'm loving it. I was just checking out the website there because, oh man, that is really cool. Again, a great television, kind of bridging the gap there, telling the stories on both sides, checking out the students headed back to the classroom, uh, getting that first glimpse behind the scenes, but also we're talking about the teachers as well. I love that. That's right, I mean, we know, that's so cool. You just, you help
1: a teacher, you're helping so many people because, and so many young people, of course, because we know what they do every day, the difficult, uh, yet I'm sure extremely gratifying job that they have to do every day. They, I can tell you, I've been talking with so many different teachers, Jessica, uh, these last several days. Do you want to talk about being excited about education, particularly public education? Talk to some of our teachers the week that they go back to the classroom. They are so passionate. They are so amped up and ready to get back in the classroom to teach our kids. So we want to pay it forward, help them
0: out, and we know by helping our teachers out for helping the kids, too. That is great. Great, great, great. Well, Roger, thank you so much for joining us on Local News Live. We always love to get updated with what's happening in Connecticut. Hey, it's my pleasure, especially now that I know
1: I'm your favorite reporter <laughs> at I cannot I'm not going to tell anybody, but I am going to send one station-wide email and just let everybody know. <laughs>
0: Although you know, I was watching. Okay, because we're early in the mornings, obviously, both of us. So, of course, I'll peep in on some of the coverage if it's something that we need to go to, whatever. Uh, but your colleague Marcy, is she is she always on the morning show.
1: Marcy is great. She is. So I think funny. I love her too. She's morning <laughs> show, and today she was outside an elementary school, I believe it was called Roger Sherman Elementary, and she uh-huh. said, "Couldn't send Roger out here; it would go to his head." Named <laughs> uh, after him, but yes. She is a riot, actually, and uh, you you got to have her on. She, who knows? Maybe if she plays her, card right, her cards right, she could be your second favorite reporter. I
0: mean, well, let's not push it. Let's not push it. <laughs> I we go way back. You know. So, but, yeah, so I was watching some of her coverage, loving it. So you'll have to send her our well wishes from local news live and tell her, you know, maybe she can join you one day, maybe. <laughs>
1: One day, maybe, you know, (laughs) if I am off or something like that, you know, maybe Marcy.
0: We'll see. We'll
1: see. (laughs) I mean, she's got a lot of, uh, you know, she has to keep working hard, uh, keep dreaming
0: big. And maybe, no, who knows, maybe one day she too could be on Local News Live. I love but. it. All right. Well, you got lots to do. Thanks for joining us, Roger. Great to see you. Great to hear from you. I know our viewers um, enjoyed checking out uh, those top stories. Of course, trending not only this week, but we talked about some stories that are really making an impact uh, for quite quite some time. So good to know. Absolutely. The stories, they start in Connecticut, they, they go viral. You, know? <laughs> you said it first. Roger Spannan.